Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kassan-directed Western Silverado, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Megan Coleman from the MASH Minute. And I'm Tierney Steele from a lot of podcasts. <laughs> pick one. Pick one. I, I will pick one, uh, Joe versus the Minute, about the John Patrick Shanley film Joe versus the Volcano. That film did not get as much love as I happen to think it deserved, so I'll shout that one out. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today. I'm so sorry. That got weird so fast. <laughs> <laughs> we're good at that. Thanks, Robert Altman. Honestly, it's because as soon as you said, we don't need to clap, right? And then as you began the introduction, I got the letter of the day song stuck in my head from Sesame Street. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was just really biting my tongue being like, don't interrupt her. Don't interrupt her. Don't clap, clap. Let it clap, 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 clap. Anyway. It's letter of the day. All right. It's S for Silverado. That might be the fastest I've ever derailed an episode during the introduction sentence. (laughs) We have such an action-packed minute that I can't believe I'm derailing us. We cannot do that. This is minute 93 of Silverado, a minute that begins with registers about to suffer. (laughs) <laughs> and ends with Kevin Klein arriving at the fire. Fire! So the the summary for this ep- minute that I wrote down was books were harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> yes, legal documents, things that people use for genealogy to track down relatives, where the hell their relatives were. The minute starts in a very librarian archivist hero moment, though, as Earl Hyndman gives him the eyes like the don't you think about it. You're thinking about, you know, don't you dare. And then he gives him the eyes back like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. He's like, don't you do it. I'm going to do it. And then uh, the action kicks off. But it just it was really great. And then I love that he throws a book at the bad guy. That's what touches off the big fight scene. Yes. It reminded me a lot of the Doctor Who episode Tooth and Claw which is the one in which they are trapped in a library and some, I forget who it is that says we need weapons. And the doctor goes, look around you books. We're surrounded by weapons, books, the best weapons in the world. And, you know, just librarians get very excited about books and people who believe in the power of books, literally and figuratively. <laughs> they, they can make good weapons, just not so much in this case, but Sadly. Hey, it's effective. I mean, it does help. It's just, you know, you're up against fire and guns, so it doesn't okay, seem quite so as I would like to point out dangerous. that Papa Costner here is... <laughs> I, I call the wife Mama Costner in a later minute in my notes, oh, so that's okay. why I thought of it. Oh, like, um, I love it. <laughs> so, all right, granted, he does not stop the fire and he does get shot, but think about it. He throws the book. He shoots the bad guy protect his wife and he only gets taken out because someone else comes running in the door like no that's true he's holding his own he's outnumbered totally totally outnumbered you know house is on fire but he's doing okay considering yeah i suppose that's true stupid guy who comes in 
Knocks out mama. So, I I have to admit, when I first was watching this movie through, I was like, what what about those books is special? Why? Like, I was just like, is he just starting a fire? But they looked at each other. It seems like there was a thing. And then later, when I understand better about the cattle and the land and Mel's dad and all that stuff, I was like, oh, yes, it's all and, the and record. There is that sign right at the beginning of the minute on the house where it says land office. Yes. And then later they very specifically yell, the land office is on fire. Yes. Oh, that's true. Yes. Which, okay, brings me to a question that I actually had, not when I watched this minute, not when I watched this minute clip, not when I was taking my notes, (laughs) but five minutes after I took my notes when I had walked into another room and thought, wait a minute. Because at the end of this minute, dramatic things happen because the boy has seen the bad guy's faces. He knows who they are. And I just, I just want to ask who... There's a bad word in my notes that I won't say. Who else would have a vested interest in burning the land office down? <laughs> like, these guys are not operating secretly. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're they're a known entity. People are aware that this would be convenient for, like, what? Right, was I their mean, boss yeah, going to be like, a... oh, no, that poor man. <laughs> okay, so anyway, all this land is mine now. <laughs> and you can't prove otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I wondered that, because it's like, I'm so used to, like, these things called cloud backups now, right? That, like, if your computer goes, if it's in the cloud, it's like, you have ways to recover your data. Like, they don't have that clearly in the 1800s, mm-hmm. but you would think that they're, I don't know, is there, like, a backup? I'm sure there no. are ways that you could still prove somehow outside of the land office that, like... Possibly not, Possibly? And... Well, that's true, but and I And they would just claim have... it was fake. Because these people, that's, the individual yeah. people probably kept a copy of their That's what I'm deed, thinking, like, right. But they might, you know, the bad guy's just going to turn around and be like, those are not real. Made that up. Where's your corroborating evidence? And I will say there are things that there is only one copy of as someone who used to work for a law school and at one yeah. point found out that the state of Oregon was missing part of an appeals case. And they tried to tell me that it just didn't exist because after all, they would have it if it existed. And I was like, well, it had to have existed at some point. Otherwise, the appeals case could not have proceeded. Therefore, Therefore, it it existed at some point and you guys don't have it. And that's fine. I'm not blaming you personally, person on the phone. (laughs) I'm just saying... That or I like need how, you to confirm. <laughs> yeah. Or like how there's huge sections of like the 1870 census, I think it is, that burned in a fire. Oh, right. Right, Along right. Along with like, you know, if, you re- if you're able to request, like, if you're trying to get someone's military records and they served during World War II or I think parts of Korea as well, that there was a big fire, what, in the National Archives in the 70s, I think? Was it the early 70s? I do remember that. I didn't realize the military records. Yeah. So there's like a whole thing. Like, so I want to get my grandfather's military records. He was a court stenographer in Hawaii during World War II in the Army Air Corps. And I would have to pay because I'm not direct kin, but my dad could request because it's his dad and he can get them free of charge. Or super, super cheap. But there's a warning on the website, on Nara's website, telling you that because of this fire, if anything exists, it if any, you know, they can't guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And if anything exists, it's probably just a basic, like, yep, they were in the army. Yep. We can't tell you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe this is my bias, having been a history major and then librarian, like, and did a lot of archives and preservation work. I'm just amazed when anything exists. 
No, that's like, true. So, so much stuff existed and doesn't anymore. Like every so often, if you would like to, you know, I'm not, I'm not encouraging anyone to get high and then <laughs> think about how many records of things happening. Or, or then you could think about how many people have lived, but now no, there's no one left on earth that remembers them and how sad that is. That, that's a very specific kind of high. Be careful with that one. Um, <laughs> good to know. Not that this is what I did in college, but I'm just saying <laughs> sometimes, or, or if you're, if you're not into smoking, I, that, that's fine. Sometimes you get drunk and you cry about the library of Ephesus and that was destroyed <gasps> because they sent everything to Alexandria because Mark Antony had a freaking crush. So he gave <sighs> everything to Egypt. And then guess what happened to the library of Alexandria? Bad things. Bad things. Bad things. Not that I've cried about that while drunk, but I might have. <laughs> no, I feel like we both have. <laughs> we're <feel> like fun. <laughs> we're fun when we get drunk. <laughs> this is what we do. Or just like how many things are not digitized and it's like, oh God, oh God. But if we don't digitize them and there's a fire or an earthquake or <laughs> insert other natural disaster here and that data information gets lost forever (sighs) megan i did an entire semester long project on getting stuff off vhs (laughs) and saving it Uh, did you take was that like electronic digitization wasn't there a class on that well mine were all the preservation classes it wasn't about digitizing it was about uh, no literally i learned how like when the river Arno rises and floods all oh. of Florence, what you know? Here's what you put oh, yes, in the bucket to lift the mud off. Uh, yes, they're still the, aren't they the still film. taking mud off stuff? <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. yes. 1966, right? But I, I, was, I did a but... project where I coded a VHS. Obviously, this wasn't based on 1966. I took a VHS, I coded it in mud, and then I cleaned it. It's very exciting. Again, we're fun, guys. Oh, <laughs> no, I think I took a class on, like, digitization, and it mm-hmm. also focused on how, like, okay, so you digitized it once, but, like, you put it's in Flash. Well, then Flash isn't a thing anymore, right? But you put it into Flash. <laughs> yeah. So then, how do you then get it from Flash into like, like how do you keep digitizing mm-hmm. it to the next format without losing too much data or losing its essence of what Flash was or whatever, right? Because that's what kind of fun stuff I'm interested. In. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool, we digitized it once, but it's in like you know Betamax. Damn it! <laughs> Once it's in ones and zeros, my brain is just like, this is someone else's problem now. And it's it's a very important problem, and I support them, and I will do whatever they need me to do, but as as soon as it's ones and zeros, I'm like, this is just the matrix. I don't, I, I, I'm, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is why I have not learned any of the new cataloging protocols. <laughs> You know, I was just talking to someone about this the other day and how in some ways, like, it feels like we, remember when we were in grad school and they're like, we're not going to, we're going to teach you Mark, but we're not going to use Mark anymore. It's going to be like one of Mm -hmm. like five competing standards. And I feel like we haven't really moved to those standards. Oh, I follow a couple catalogers on Twitter and they complain a lot and it's great. I mean, catalogers are really good at that. What is it? It's not RNA. That's the vaccine. uh, RDA. Oh, right. Is one that I know gets a lot of, uh, causes a lot of one-star reviews in people's brains. Yes. 
but this is we're we're gonna totally rabbit hole ourselves and we'll have a lot of fun but we should probably get back to it so these are the paper registers this information probably isn't recorded anywhere else because eventually those registers right. would have been what ended up in the state house you know I was once gonna there's say, a yeah unless, state unless house. somebody has a very basic record at a state level yeah, yeah. and this is a lot of new people land purposes. is changing hands it's not yes. gonna be at that point yet so they burn it to destroy the records and everyone is very sad pour one out don't pour alcohol on this fire (laughs) (laughs) please don't it is quite a fire very quickly no it yeah like kerosene dang (laughs) i'm assuming that's what's in this oh yeah yeah that's a kerosene and then (laughs) the shots ring out the shots ring out our hero is felled and uh what do you think of costner's yell you know it's sort of reminded it's it's Oh, it's it's guttural. That's not the word I was going for. It's I mean it is guttural, but mm. it, it feel it's very soul like gosh, it's like it's like coming from like his deep in his gut and just like the anguish, like you shot my dad and I can't I'm I'm on a horse <laughs> I'm handcuffed. On a horse. I can't remember if he's handcuffed or tied, but you know, he's restrained. Yeah. yeah. He's restrained. And it's almost like he knows it's his dad. Mm. Like that's what I kinda of find interesting. Hmm. It's like like, we know it's his dad who's getting shot, because we have that, you know, Yeah, we see it. But where he is, he clearly can't tell who got shot. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, especially with a fire. So, I mean, I I guess it could be for any of his family members, right? But yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't know it could have been a bad guy. One of the bad guys got shot. Like, well, I was thinking about that, but him. I wonder if it's he hears a shot and then he hears a return shot, basically. I mean, it's not uh, a return because it's not from the same person, but I wonder right. if that's... He knows one of those shots was it's one probably, of his family members. Yeah, it's probably true. And he probably can guess like, oh, it's probably my, you know, like, who's gonna... Fu-? Although, you never know, mom's can be feisty. I mean, mom kind of got feisty there till she got, you know, pushed away. <laughs> but she tried. <laughs> but she, she tried. Dang she, it. she went for it. She did not acquiesce. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. It almost sounds... Fi- like, it almost sounds like a canned yell, like something, you know... Walter Murch would have gone in and pulled up and inserted, but it's not like it, no. It's definitely Costner, and so I I don't know. I have some weird like disassociation in my brain whenever I hear that. It just occurred to me. So like they would have filmed Costner at a different point, I think, right? Probably compared to the rest of this, right? So I mean, maybe that's part of the I don't want to say awkwardness, but just the yeah. Like they would have, like I wonder if they just would have been like, okay, and he got shot, and he would have been like, ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, there there is that weird because Costner is looking, and there is that beat where he was clearly cued, and now you right. scream, and so and now you scream. Right. There is and, a, and- maybe that's it. Maybe I'm like super aware of that beat in between cutting from the shot to, to his him. reaction. And it's done really well. Like you can't do that. Well, I mean, you can do that simultaneously, but it's a totally different type of. Movie technique. Right. So yeah, I, I I'm not disparaging it. It's a it's a great yell. But it is very Costner. And that's sort of like I guess you could I mean this sounds horrible, but like Kevin Costner always strikes me as a little bit lazy in a way. <laughs> <laughs> like not that he's not a good actor, but it just seems like there are times where I've watched like even like I saw the bodyguard recently. I don't know mm-hmm. why I got sucked into it, but I did. <laughs> These things happen. These things happen. And there are times where it's like Whitney Houston's like Oh yes, and he's just like, uh huh. And it's not because like it's the the I, I didn't get the sense it was like the the script or anything. It's just he was like, I'm gonna save my good bits for later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's like my bias about Kev. Maybe that's my bias against Kev Scosner. I don't know. 
Well, but it's funny because the good bits are there. Like it's not oh, like yeah. you said. It's not like he's a bad actor. No, but. Uh, well, and I think that attitude serves him extremely well in this role. Yes. Because no, you have the like super intense bits and then you have him just being like, so what's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> what's up? Come on a horse. What's up? Cowboys. Yeah. I'm real good at being on a horse, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like a field dreams. He's like, I'm really good. Just sit around talking about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to put me in another movie where I do the exact same. No, not the exact same thing. No, though I think Builder have happened before Field of Dreams, right? So, and they're totally different characters, and they're yet, totally different characters, but they're both like baseball, very, yeah, very Costner. <laughs> Someone who looks like they're in this film but is not is Charles Manson. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think there for a second. I was like, wait, what? That bad guy. It's creepy. <laughs> Except he, he looks a little bit more put together, I think. <laughs> well, he's clean. Well, to be fair, you can't see his the rest of his face, so yeah, you yeah. can't see if he has a squirrely beard going on. But well, well, here here's a good thing: he doesn't have um, hate symbols tattooed into his forehead. Hey, so I like that. I mean, he's already ahead of the game when it comes which, to looking which is like Manson. However, Charles Manson looks squirrely. <laughs> I'm sorry if you have that color eyes and that shaped face and then you grow your hair long. I'm going to think you look like Manson. It's just going to happen. The other thing that kind of took me out of this minute a little bit as it went along is they they have a very dramatic moment close up of the kid and he's going to shoot the kid and... I, I'm sorry. Shoot the kid, but then the it's, mom comes. And- but it's okay. It's dating this podcast, but unfortunately, it's dating this podcast to a range of many years. I just keep going. <laughs> it's under his nose. Oh my god! Pull his mask up, and then I'm like, it's not a mask. It's a gag. Leave this poor child alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. I had this. I had this thought of a point where I was like, why don't they just like, like, especially the mom? Like, I mean, no, she's off screen, but like, there's a point where she comes back, you know, again, and she's mm-hmm. still gagged, and I'm like, did you not think to even just like pull it down no she's in a mama rage <laughs> i guess i guess if you're in a mama rage but well and also the house is already on fire and the shots are being exchanged so so I, maybe I, you don't need to scream for help yeah that's Costner probably true. is yelling for them so <laughs> they don't need to yell themselves but yeah i there were several points where i'm like oh god your mask is under your nose and then i'm like it's not a mask oh my god <laughs> this movie is set in <laughs> this movie was made in the 80s and is set a century earlier calm down. <laughs> I mean, they can worry about cholera and, you know, God. If they have a flannel measles. belt, I want to see it. <laughs> Don't be super easy for the kid to just pull that get his gag down, but okay. No, just, no he's distraught. 46, he's just staring and it's just like, can I pull it down for you? Can I Can I help you breathe a little easier, honey? <laughs> you doing okay? Auggie with the big hug? eyes. I know. No, can I give you a hug? Can I just steal you away? Maybe that's my mama instinct too, but can yeah. I squirrel you away from the fire? Thank you. <laughs> you ran closer to the fire, and I know you want to help your dad, but I would but... not recommend running towards the kerosene fire. Yes, no. Especially because it looks like you could just go out that window, maybe, and, you know. I'm trying to think of movies with good uh, bookcase fires. And for some reason, I keep thinking of Last Crusade, and I'm like, that I, that's was not a bookcase. That came to my mind, too. <laughs> it's like, isn't there a fire in Last Crusade? The floor is on fire. And the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those those were my notes for minute 93. And then, like I said, five minutes after I closed my notebook and was like, I was brushing my teeth and I was like, who else? 
who else would burn down the house and go after these people? You idiots. Like, I mean, because I feel like it's a small enough community, too. Also, they took multiple captives. Like, what? Right. So I feel like, (laughs) again, it's a small enough area, right? It's not like this is New York City where you're like, oh, you know, but like, which gang is it or whatever, right? It's going to be pretty easy to figure out, like, which gang is crazy. He saw our faces. He could say who we were. Okay. How does taking him solve that problem? Because... Because right. now you just created, like, an extra... Le- if they catch you, you create this extra level of, like, charges just, against you. And I reasons don't... for people to hate your guts, right? Like, like These even if they were, the like, smartest cool, criminals let's burn ever. the records because screw the government or whatever. I'm sure people would still be like, but you took the kid? Like, just leave the kid. Yeah. Don't shoot the kid. Don't, don't shoot the, the kid. kid. Don't kick the kid. Just, like... Oh, you know who you are. Well, it wasn't gonna take... You know, the FBI to to figure figure it out. out. (laughs) Sherlock Holmes was not going to be put on the case of who could have done this. Right. Never mind the fact that next minute we're going to see most of the town is gathered in a space. (laughs) You're right. It's not a big town. They can just count who's missing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Was he with Phoebe? No. All right. Well, then. Was he gambling? No. Okay. Then it must be them. Who lives there? Okay, are they missing? Yes or no? All right. And my furnace just turned on. <laughs> Thanks, past Tierney, says future editor Tierney. <laughs> so here's a question that just popped in my head. Mm-hmm. Kind of logistics. So this minute ends with the house clearly on fire. Mm-hmm. When you're filming this, clearly your set's gonna burn. Indeed. So do you film this near the end of filming? So if your set well, completely goes, even if you don't plan on it completely burning. Here's my question, though. We are going to see later this week, listeners, it's coming up fast. We are going to see this house on fire from the outside. And we right. see a bookcase on fire. We don't really see a very big fire. <laughs> like, with people in front of it. I mean, we do see some. Right. They obviously had a fire on set. But if you look at it... There's not a ton of fire with people in the shot. No, there's like, there's a horse and there's... Yeah, from the outside. Right, from the outside. That's a different... I think in two minutes you get them dragging everybody out, right? Yes, which is all outside. I think they had a special house that was the burning house. (laughs) Because most of the stuff inside with people, you're seeing the flickers of flames. You can fake that. That's true. And then you see the fire behind the one guy. But again... That looks very, to, to me, not a professional <laughs> stunt person. Uh, I, I, think they f- I think they fudged a lot of it. I think they set a bookcase on fire, and I think they had a fire going behind one guy, and then I think they had their house that will be on fire for the rest of the week. <laughs> okay. That's my theory. Because I know sometimes they just don't film for whatever reason. They don't film, they know most movies don't film in like, you know, scene one, scene two, you know, they don't necessarily yeah. film in order. So yeah. I was like, so you, do they do this like at the end? <laughs> I mean, it, w- it would make sense. I will say one thing. Because the law office is in other scenes, so you, you know, not on fires. So. Yes. My absolute favorite is the, um, well, they could have just made sure they did that. And then for the rest of the movie, it's gone. Oh, that's true. Yep. I am researching for an upcoming podcast. I think it will still be upcoming when this episode comes out. I'm doing Apocalypse Now Minutes and talk about an idiot who did the, fu- like, one, not the first thing they filmed, but very, very early in filming, they did the helicopter 
bombing and set everything Wait, on fire. For real? And it's all bad. I mean, they didn't drop bombs out of the helicopter, but there was real right. fire and real helicopters coordinated. But they did that, like, oh, super yeah. early? Yeah. When you would think they would do that, like, yeah. last? They, they they built the village and then they blew up the village. I so, mean, like, so within much, a week. <laughs> how, how big was this budget? And how much did they go over? Francis Ford Coppola doesn't like to talk about that part. No, my favorite thing is that it got out of control and actually um, the fire jumped the road and melted all the stuntman equipment stuff that was stored. In- oh, and uh, the the paint room caught on fire too. So the cans of paint started exploding. So all the people who were fighting the fire ran away. Because things were exploding in the fire. Oh, my. And uh, the stuntman had to submit a claim of... uh, Eleanor Coppola was writing this during it, so she didn't know the final number, but it was going to be at least $30,000 insurance claim because they had their asbestos suits for when people were going to be on fire, and they melted. And she lost three cameras in the fire because she was like, oh, I can store my extra stuff here out of the way. JK, now it is on fire. <laughs> I should not be laughing. This is a horrible thing, but. No, but. It's just, it happened so early, especially now what in their the defense, fuck? they did not realize how long it was going to take to make Apocalypse Now. I'm sure if he had realized he was going to be making it for four years, he would have like rejiggered the schedule a little bit. But yeah. it's so funny because like. You're reading this book about the making of Apocalypse Now, and you're only, like, one month in, and things are on fire. <laughs> so, it was entertaining for me personally. Was that personally. an omen of things to come? Perhaps. <laughs> no, my favorite my favorite set fire is, and I know the movie's problematic, when, and actually, I got rid of my copy of the book because I started to reread it. I was like, God, this is really bad. Uh, but the fire scene in Gone with the Wind, the burning of Atlanta, is just chef's kiss gorgeous filmmaking. Oh, my God. Because they, they burned the lot, basically. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They, they, they kind of had to, though, right? Because Sherman's Army did a pretty good job of that. <laughs> they literally burned down the lot. That was a case where they needed to wait until they were done. <laughs> and <Yeah>. then do that. <laughs> so fire. So fire. It could be, yeah. I didn't realize we were such pyromaniacs until we started talking about this. And well, like, you know, I, I, I like a good campfire. You know, reports <laughs> are this one smelled good, and reports are this one smelled bad. <laughs> I'm gonna go with probably bad. But well, so I know I always are, I could well. Be wrong. The Apocalypse Now one, I assume, smelled awful because even before it got out of control, she mentions that they were kept throwing extra rubber tires in to make the black smoke billow, and you know that had to be nasty as all get out. Oh. Was it Gone with the Wind? There was something where it was most, like, it was a wooden set. So many of them are wooden sets. That sounds so stupid. But it was like, because, because of the wood they used, it smelled really good when they the fire i could swear i i remember actors talking about like it actually smelled pretty nice (laughs) but anyway since i'm blanking i will not finish that thought (laughs) (laughs) well if you got some feelings on this fire or not or maybe kevin klein says he stares bewildered shocked right maybe you know maybe he screams next minute but if you've got some feelings (laughs) or if you don't you should uh go 
visit social media if that's your thing. Unless you're like my dad and you call it the face wall because you're not on it. But there you can go to the Midnight Star, Silverado Minute Listener Saloon on Facebook. And if Twitter's more your thing, you could tweet at Silverado MXM. And uh, however you found this podcast, you should just do it again. So <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SilveradoMinute.com, or uh, fire up that podcatcher again because it's probably going to back to us tomorrow tomorrow now i want to like sing annie but i shouldn't <laughs> no, no 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 so thanks for joining us enjoy us next time on the silver out of minute yee